Hey bro, you wanna collab? Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Extra Reverb. It's me, World Famous Secret, a.k.a. Austin. Back again with uh, Jacob, a.k.a. Lusa Domino, who's not going to say uh, anything right now. Hi, and I'm Coker. Ah, frick. Coker. Frick. I a did it again. I messed up. And Coker, a.k.a. now half of Sweet Tuesday, not not full of not 100% of he's Tuesday. Tuesday he's now half of he's it he's Tuesday yeah, he sure is I'm not sweet oh yeah well shut up yeah tell him put him in his place Coker yeah exactly SM7B over here Coker Eastler more like, over uh, more, here dude, I'm in a band dude, called dude. Sweet Tuesday it's about Tuesdays dude, being really dude, sweet on the dude. bottom of the ocean dude it was dude, cool SM7. it was fun it was always pretty well now that we're all reintroduced to each other regretfully <laughs> Bro. Tonight we have with us a very special guest. This man is a man. His name's Chase Dunkley. <laughs> Welcome to Extra Reverb. Thank you. Mr. Chase, please introduce yourself to the crowd. Uh, I'm Chase and I do music. Hi, Chase. That's his introduction, You know, if Chase man. is so special, why doesn't he replace Coker? Like, we all hate him. Yeah, well, a lot of people hate YouTube. It's, it's not a bit, guys. Coker sucks. Yeah, you know, it's not a bit either. Jacob's bald. I'm not bald. You're a dumb. You're re you dude, are. You're so unbelievably dumb. Okay, because I was bald last you're year, bald. not this year. You're, you're bald. You're in the wrong year. You're bald. You're still bald. Sorry, you're still bald. I hate Coker. All right, knock it off now. We got a guest. Let's <laughs> talk about our guest here today. Hi, guest. Today we have our guest Chase Dunkley, and Chase does music. Mm -hmm. And uh, from what I can tell, um, Chase kind of does a mix of folk and cinematic. That's how I would describe it. But how would you describe it, Chase? Uh, I say like a mix of everything because like Evergreen is the cinematic folk stuff. But just anything I make, I'm always like trying new stuff and experimenting and blending sounds and doing whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man, I gotta say, Chase, I, I was only able to listen to a few of your songs, but I thought it was really cool, especially that little snippet you sent us. Uh, What was it called? It was called, uh, I'm right there, I'm right there. Even Newer Demo? E yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, Even Newer Demo. If Coker didn't spam Spongebob memes and me being bald, I'd be able to find it quicker. I listened to it. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I thought Thank I you. thought it was more good than Coker thinks it was good. Really? Yeah. What? I didn't even pick up. I didn't even. I couldn't even wrap my head around what you said. Can you be professional? We have a guest here today, Coker. You're like, I like more, more good. What Coker like? Good, good, more Coker. Like that's that's all I can't heard out of your mouth. Coker, we have a guest. How about you shut your mouth? Here. No, no, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're just mad because you want to convince yourself. That I'd be the one to get kicked off the podcast, but in reality, we all know it'd be you. 
I'm about to kick both of you off if you don't do nothing. Okay, cool, Austin. You're just going to have the one dude podcast? <laughs> it's just going to be Austin. <laughs> you're going to have the next go. Joe Rogan podcast? You think you're going to be Joe Rogan? You aren't Joe Rogan. Austin is He's nothing without me or Coker, okay? Exactly. Me and him are the... Yeah, Jake, me and Jacob. Me and Jacob come together on one issue. <laughs> come on. This is the one time I was like, look, I know we're enemies, but we must stop but Austin. Like, Good, it worked. All right. <laughs> well, as for me... Yeah, I listened to Evergreen. I'd mm-hmm. have to say my favorite song was Follow the Aura, or was it Follow the Aurora? Following the Aurora. That one. Yeah. yeah that was that also my favorite song, I think. I thought that one was really good, yeah. Thank you. It had some very nice uh, cinematic major seven chords at the it. end. Major seven, major nine chords at the end. Chase mm-hmm. is a big fan of extended chords, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us Lots about that. Lots of them. notes. Uh, I don't know. I just think that, like... If you want to have a lot of power, then adding more notes is a good way to do that. And if you want to have prettier sounds, adding more notes is a good way to do that, too. Like if three notes are good enough, then nine notes are better. <laughs> Austin, if, if... Like, why stop at five? If he's a big fan of extended chords, then what am I a big fan of, in your opinion? I don't know. You? You're a big fan of... That using that rain cloud rhythm over and over again. <laughs> There's no truth to that at all. That's the closest thing to it, though. Uh, you don't really have, like, a... I don't know. Nothing really jumps out to me about your music anymore. That's good. See, I oh, evolved because... Oh, no, he got you there. No, he's saying... Because be- used to. Because I had an issue with, I guess, reusing the same melody with a lot of songs or something, which is pure the slander, same but it's fine. Uh, so I was like, you know what, Austin? I will prove you wrong, and I do everything in my power to make every song just different enough to where you can't say it. That's great. I remember, uh, I remember when Jacob's music used to be like, and you hear Jacob on the front going, what? That was actually pretty good. Yeah, I what? That's what all your music was at the beginning. It was just like random notes on a synth. You mean an arpeggio? Atlanta. It was a chord. There would be a there would be a chorus. How are they random? No, he's got you on that one. He's got you on the Santa Fe thing. Oh, the Santa Fe. That was literally my very first song. You have to give me a break there, dude. You literally, you literally would just like go like Portland, Oklahoma, just naming random locations, just naming random cities, like like Detroit. Bro, that's not. That's only partially true. Okay. Oh my goodness. All right. You know, I used to. But speaking of like, I gotta say, I used hmm? an interesting rhyme screen scheme for Santa Fe, which was a a a a a a a a a a a a a. The entire song rhymed, and it was awful. Well, anyways, speaking of uh, where we come from, Chase, how did you get started in music? Uh, I guess it depends on how you define like where the start is, because just tell us like the very first time you ever played any notes. Oh, so I was in the womb, and then like lead us into how it how it led to you starting producing. If if we're talking like very very start, then probably when I was like two or three, my parents had this little drum set, and I broke it. Um, wow, relatable. So that was like I think like the first first, but 
how I defined the first is when I like learned about the launch pad when I was in fourth grade and I got one and Ooh. I Ooh. played around with it. Right. Yeah. Yo, I, I'd ask, I, I have to ask, man. Um, I, I'm sorry. I didn't actually get a chance to watch any of them, but I saw a bunch of like launch pad videos and I, I've always been mm. intrigued in those like fancy ones. Uh, like, you know, they're going like, and I just, I, I just have to ask, like, how, what's the process for that? Like, how does that work? Uh, so like, you know, Ableton has the drum racks. Yeah. Yeah. So the grid on the launch pad just corresponds to samples in the drum rack. And then you just load up your samples. So and you play. did you have to, do you have to just memorize like which sample is which or is it all for show? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can like put down tape and write on the tape, maybe. <laughs> it's it's just like the same of like memorizing the keys on a piano or the frets on a guitar. It's just like a flat grid <laughs> instead. Dude, I'd be awful at that. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's cool, man. That's cool. Thanks. Um. So, do you only use Ableton? Um. I use FL mainly for producing. Uh, oh, okay. Nice. Back then, nice. like a few years ago, I only used Ableton. But I kind of transitioned from doing Launchpad stuff into actually producing because I only did covers, I think, when I was like mm -hmm. 12 um, and 13. And then I went over right. and I started like writing original music. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also started with FL Studio, actually. Um but then from FI, I, I went into Reason because Owl City used Reason. Mm. But then I tried to use Ableton a few months back, and I was kind of enjoying it. But then I kind of just got wrapped up in the other things I had going on in life, and the trial mm. kind of slipped past me. But I would definitely be interested in kind of going back into it. Uh, part of me really likes Ableton, but then the other part is like, but this is too hard. <laughs> I hate learning new DAWs. I hate learning new things. I want to be in my bubble, yeah. you know? So, mm -hmm. so you're like in FL Studio now. Uh, like, what about FL Studio? Really, kind of like, man, I just this really, this is it for me. This is why I enjoy this. Uh, I think it's just because I didn't use much else. Okay, it's just because it's familiar. No, I feel and you. I'm just used to it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent on the same boat. That's why I use Sony Vegas. <laughs> That's if why it works. I use... It works. Yeah. I well, I mean, so it usually doesn't work. But it's the only one I know. <laughs> yeah. No, but for real, Coker, I actually make all the extra reverb episodes in iMovie. Are you serious? Wait, really? Well, I mean, yeah, it probably wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. No joke, man. Why? After I mix them in Pro Tools, I, I export the audio and put it in iMovie. That's all I need. Why is that? I have Final Cut, but it's just, I don't know. I could do it in either one. It's just, I just do it in iMovie. <laughs> and that's that. So, do you play any instruments? Do you play any instruments, Chase? Uh, I play, like, I'd say piano and guitar are my two main ones. But I dabble in a few other things. Like, I have a mandolin and a ukulele, and I want to get into playing the drums, and I've played bass. So, that's sick. I don't <laughs> know, just, a, just a few things. Did you uh, play any of these instruments on the album evergreen like yes. did you sample any of them um like mo most of the actually all of the like guitars and stuff you hear were recorded live oh okay cool yeah and most of the piano was too 
That's cool. Oh, really? Cool. So like you mic'd up the piano? No, I just used a VST, but it worked. So. Oh, so you were just playing the keyboard live? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Nice. Same. And uh, kind of. And so, uh, you have a sustain pedal. Surely, right? Hmm. Surely you have a sustain pedal for that keyboard, right? Oh no. Oh really? Yeah, I, I my setup is really limited. Okay. Okay. Kind of. It's kind. It kind of sucks. You can do it in post, though. So it's it. all good, I guess. Yeah. True. So your your uh, sample library is pretty nice, by the way. Is it contact or something else? Uh, for for what? Just for the piano? No, for everything, really. Oh, for everything. So for the strings and stuff, I either use like FL Studio's built-in string things, which sound fine, or I use like <laughs> Labs. If you guys oh, know yeah, about I got labs. labs. Labs is good. Yeah, Coker and me use Labs. Sweet. And then for piano? For piano, it's either like Keyzone or Lab Soft Piano. Just depends on the song. Yeah. yeah. Keyzone, huh? Is that free? Yeah. Sweet. And it's decent. Anybody else have any pressing questions? Coker? Huh? You got any questions? Yeah. What are your biggest musical influences? Influences? Yeah, that's Coker's token question. Let's that's go. a good one. He had that uh, written on I the palm of his hand. I would say probably... It's funny because I was actually rubbing my eye when you said that, so I could have easily looked at my palm. So uh, it depends on like what area of music we're talking, but I would say three main ones are probably... I don't know. It always comes down to like the stuff that you hear when you're a kid, like the the main things that you grow up listening to. And those were like Linkin Park, Daft Punk and Owl City, because those were like the three first the three first albums I ever got on like CD were Hybrid Theory, Ocean Eyes and Random Access Memories. Nice. So Daft Punk is what got me into like electronic stuff, uh, mostly. And then Owl City was like had a bunch of influence on I think how I write melodies um now. Yeah. And Linkin Park was like the start of my kind of rock metal journey, which led to me playing guitar. Dude. Dude, nice. Yeah, I kinda started off with uh also being a big fan of Owl City, but once I got into Blink one eighty two, it's like I got uh, first thing I did I was like, I want a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Adam Young is just like insane when it comes to melodies. He, is. he just he has this magical gift to him. Yeah. He's insane at everything, really. Like, yeah. he's so versatile. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, um, so could you walk us through, like, the inspiration for Evergreen, why you chose that name, why you chose, like, the names for all the tracks, and, like, you know. Oh, that's tough. Um, the inspiration for the musical side of it was, I think, I don't know, I just kind of, like, got into Irish folk, and... It was around the time when I had gotten like my first acoustic guitar. Um, so I was messing around with that and I just, I don't know, I really liked the sound of it. So I wanted to make an album that kind of had the sounds of like spring and nature and green, I guess, uh, which is, I think, where Evergreen came from. And for the song titles, I couldn't tell you. Like, sometimes I come up with a title and then write something based on that title. Like, I think I came up with the name Evergreen before I even started the album. 
So I was like, that's a cool album title. And then I started working yeah. on the album. Yeah, so far I've come up with album names before I even get started on the on the mm-hmm. album, which is kind of weird. That's that's how I work because I want to have like a, like a vision, theme, right? I, I want I want yeah, I want the names to match the sound and whatnot. Didn't you kind of try that once, Coker, for walls, and then it didn't work out, right? Yeah. Am I completely right or wrong for that? That's true, yeah. You know, Chase, the way you describe, like, your musical approach for Evergreen kind of reminds me of uh, Linus to the Stars' music. I'm curious if Mm. you've ever heard of any of his stuff. Linus from the Stars, but yeah. Yeah, from the Stars. Yes, I have, and I love his music. Dude, he's he's surprisingly... um, like extremely talented. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I really took a lot of inspirations off his recent EP on this newest single I released uh, about a month ago. Uh, mm. And uh, man, it really kind of like, it's like, yeah, I love Owl City and I like all the stuff he does. But for whatever reason, listening to like this three, like this set of three songs was like, I need to like change the way I record. And uh, I, you know, I, the, it affected how I mixed the song and it came out mm-hmm. really good. At least good in my in my opinion, you know. I think Austin kind of noticed mm-hmm. some different tricks I did because he kind of helps out with the music stuff. Yeah, I kind of co-produced that. I want my money on that. <laughs> no, but, uh, Every time I release no, a song, I'm like, like, yo, um, do you want credit on this? He's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, He's embarrassed of Jacob, me. was it really a month ago when that album came yeah. out? I thought it was like five months. Uh, My song? No, Linus's. No, his, yeah, his album came out like, yeah, about five months ago. That sounds about right. I'm saying this song the way I made this song. I was say I was saying my song came out a month ago. I didn't say. Linus Tech Tips yeah. has an album. Yeah, it's really good. Linus Sebastian was like, "There's a hidden room above the station walls," and then yeah, came another meme. It's a whole thing. Linus Tech Tips. I'm sure if he made an album, he wouldn't even be singing through. He'd be talking like his normal voice. It's like it's just some like heavy guitar, like and then you hear Linus Tech Tips like. Today we're looking at the new Ryzen GPU. Like, <laughs> you know I'd listen to that. You would. You <laughs> would. would. And then you got no. And then you got LGR in the background going like, "Hello, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen." <laughs> Not LGR. We're going with the synth lines. Dude, LGR has been insane when it comes to the synth setup. I never thought I'd see it. Yeah, talk about it. Talk about it. I've never seen it. Uh, I can't even describe the sense he has, but he went from, like, I knew he used, like, Reason way back in the day uh, to kind of mess around with little diddly-doos, and now he has, like, a a, a rack wall and stuff he's been building. I'm sure Coker knows more about it than me, actually. I mean, he's always been into music. Yeah, but I didn't know he was into it like that, you know? Yeah, so he's kind of cool to see. It like it's really that, cool to yeah. see. But no, um, I got a question for Chase. Okay. Uh, You mentioned... Uh, a couple artists are there any other artists that you've been listening to that have not necessarily just influenced your stuff but have also but just stuff you've been listening to um lately uh if you guys know about puppet he released an album back in december and i've been listening to that a lot it's really really good what type of music does he do it's it's like it has the vibe and some of the instruments of like punk rock but it's also like synths but it's like distorted synths. It's super weird. I can't describe it. Is it like, is it like Attack Attack? Uh, I have not heard Attack Attack, so I wouldn't know. Ah, oh, too bad you're missing out. Anyways, yeah, I guess they were a little bit before your time, bro. Whoa. Okay, Austin. Uh, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry we're not old like you. No, for real. It's been almost 10 years since Attack Attack broke up. Yeah, we're not all 22, okay? <laughs> yeah, super old. I'm a millennial. Why don't, drive your, why don't you go drive your minivan, Grandpa? I actually learned to drive on a minivan. No joke. Props. Dude, sometimes minivans can go off if you... I learned mind. to drive on an electric car. It wasn't a Tesla, though. So I hated life ever since. Yo, I got a I question you, for Austin. Chase. I apologize. I got a question for Chase. Uh, okay. In the future, where do you see yourself going? Like... Have you already started on your next work? Uh, yes, kind of. Uh, it's like some things are made for it, but it's more in the planning stage, and I need to get some like resources and knowledge together for it because it's different. Well, I assumed that, cool. but like, what do you mean, like resources and knowledge? Uh, I need to learn about. Okay, so this album that I'm planning on working on is going to be focused around chiptune. Oh, cool. So I'm like learning how to use Family Tracker, and I'm learning about a uh, little sound DJ for the Game Boy, and I'm planning on getting an NES for use because, like, there's this cartridge that you can use to control the sound channels of the NES over MIDI. Hmm. So I plan on using that oh. too. So, yeah, I just need to get That's some cool. things together and learn some stuff, and then I can get going with it. I wonder if there's one like that, but for the Famicom, because the Famicom obviously hmm. has more channels. Yeah, um, probably. But yeah, Coker, haven't you used tracking software before? Oh, like, like a stuff like tracking. Yeah, I've used them. All right, I got another question for Chase. Okay. Um, do you see yourself doing any collabs? Yeah, I want to. Hey, bro, you want to collab? You want to collab? I have, a, hey, bro, I have a creative collab? collab. I have a creative. Uh, what's it called? Creative. Come on, help me out Chase, here. run. Creative. It's a cult. It's a cult. He's trying to induct you in a cult. You got to run. Run now. Run. Actually, it's a, a good He's trying to wrap you Ooh, into a cult. all about it. That's what it's he's trying to do. First, we it's collect your DNA. Oh, it's a creative collective. That's what it is. Ah. Called Collab Bro. Yeah, it's a cult. I'm, a, I'm the CEO of Collab Bro, Inc. And uh, me and Jacob are rivals, our business rivals, actually, because he has his own creative collective. So uh, you want to be a mine or his, Chase? Ooh. Dude, I'm I'm engaged in neither, okay? I, I do my own thing. I'm independent. I'm not in a cult, okay? Wait, you left Greenlight? No, but I ignore it. I pretend well, it doesn't exist. Then you're not exist. independent. Yes, I am. No, no you're not. not. If you're in the Prove Greenlight otherwise. Collective, you're not. Dude, if you're signed to Greenlight Collective, that means I'm, that I you are. I didn't sign anything. <laughs> Work with me here, man. No! Greenlight <laughs> Then you are not independent, and I believe I'm more independent than than flipping world famous secret. I don't have to say "wanna collab, bro" on the beginning of every song. That's not me saying that. You know it. Anyways, yeah, uh, join Collabro hashtag Collabro. Coker's oh. in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do I join? Just put hashtag Collabro in your in your bio. Sign your life away. Just sell your soul. <laughs> Whatever. I feel like we ain't got much more to talk about, to be honest. Unless, Chase, you want to ask us some questions. Uh, I guess I don't know, like, about your guys' music that much. So <laughs> tell me about what you do and what you make. So my music is better than Coker Eastler's. That's all their, you know. Coker's music goes like, bam, bounce, bam, 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 man, oh, man, on the bottom of the ocean. And then Jacob's music is like, 
But anyways, yeah, dude, I make, uh, you know, I make electronic pop music mm. like our good old friend Adam Young. Right. Uh, I'm trying to experiment <clears throat> with other stuff. I have an instrumental album I'm, I've am i been working on That's sweet. alongside another more of a comedy. I have two different comedy projects actually on the works. Uh, and I'm still trying to get the pop punk thing going, you know, Blink-182-esque. And mm-hmm. technically, Coker and I are working on something, but you know, Coker he's super difficult to work with. So I'm the know. one that's super difficult to work with. I literally <laughs> that, record no, all it, my it's stuff. It's my fault, actually. Yeah, it's my fault. I write a song, I send it out, and then Jacob just like, okay, I'm gonna take a couple weeks to work on this. <laughs> yeah, because Coker does not work long on songs. Like he he'll work on a new song. Two weeks later, he'll have like a 14 track album done. <laughs> that's and then, how it is, though. And then Coker and then Jacob will be like. Two years working on a single song. Yeah. And I'm kind of in the middle, which, by the way, I do uh, two basic things. I do custom megalos and I do lo-fi beats, and that's about it. I've heard your lo-fi. It's pretty good. Yes, I know. I know. I'm very appreciative of that. And, uh, yeah, I try a bunch of different things, really, but those are the two main things that I end mm-hmm. up doing. One of my... Dude, Coker, my Thomas and Friends Megalovania video just hit 130k views yesterday. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. gotta start giving me a piece of it since I helped you out with the with the Thomas. You did, did you? you did. Um, that video, like the last time I uploaded, was January 11th. Since then, that video just went off into the stratosphere, and I went from having less than 540 subs when I uploaded last, January 11th, to right now. I just checked a few hours ago. I have 805. What? You beat yeah. me? Yeah, go check. I have more Holy subs than crap, you. Holy crap! You did. What happened? I am now a full-time custom megalode maker. 132,000 views. I, I'm I'm officially literally no one now. <laughs> I'm officially Magentium. You're gonna beat Mr. Upper Guy Four. Let it happen, man. But no, except that doesn't hap- That doesn't exist anymore. So, God. anyways, uh, yeah, that's that. Sweet. Uh. I guess last question that I would have is uh, sub or dub? Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is something I don't understand. I make folk oh, music. Come on, man! If if that if if I never answer that, I make folk music. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's bad. And hey, cool! You all should send me some stuff. Like okay. yeah, well, you know where to look for my. Music, go right ahead. Yo, are you on Spotify, Chase? Yes. Nice. Here, hold up. Dropping beats. I don't know why this MP3 is so big. It's like eight megabytes, but it's only like three minutes. That's like about how long, how much it is usually for me. For me, it's usually like four megabytes for two minutes. 
how about I watched a video the other day? It was real interesting. It was about how Rickenbackers, despite being guitars that are used by a bunch of people, aren't very popular. And like explaining how why you know you mean you mean like uh, despite being used by a bunch of famous people. Yeah, how they aren't very popular as guitars, and they basically explain like aside from the obvious, which is like oh, it's money. You know how much they cost money. and f- how much they cost. And for how long it takes you to get one, despite the cost, like yeah. that's one big reason. But the, another big reason is the fact that there's so much pure, like so much puritanism and so much like stigma around them that you know, like how like there's a knob on one of them that is literally useless now, and they keep them on there because there are puritans out there with the Rickenbackers that'll freak out if they get rid of them. What did the knob used to do? I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Wait a minute. Hold up. I'll, I'll look it up real quick. But um, they talked about like how it's basically useless now. Okay, let's see. The fifth. Okay, I'll I'll read it. Uh, let's see. It's nothing more than a second volume knob on the bass pickup. <laughs> it does nothing more for the treble pickup, regardless of where the selector is or whether or not. It's just another variable resistor on the bass pickup circuit. Very odd. For the same results, you can turn your bass pickup volume up or down. Yeah. And then there's Coker, who's out here with a Rickenbacker clone. Yeah, I just bought like a $400 Rickenbacker bass clone in it. I'm like, cool, okay, cool, it's fine. <laughs> no, it looks cool. Yeah, I like, bought a Gibson clone, technically, recently, You bought too. Epiphone isn't a Gibson clone, and Epiphone's an well, Epiphone. Well, it is owned by Gibson, I know, but it's not yeah. as cool. I'd argue, no, there's some Epiphone guitars that are cooler, like Epiphone Casino. I'd rather have a casino than a 335. Well, what I realized is the Tom DeLonge's guitar, despite it being just a Gibson ES333, uh, they just like, oh, here's an Epiphone version. And it's like, why though? <laughs> why isn't it just a Gibson? Because Gibson would mean that they'd have to make it in America and it'd be more expensive. Oh, is that why? That makes sense. Yeah, Gibsons, where they Gibsons when they make the guitars in America and they crank up the price. Epiphone's when they make them overseas and are able to lower the price. Yeah. That makes sense. But um, like there's one right. Epiphone guitar that's a Les Paul, and it's called like the Epiphone SL, and it's literally like eighty bucks. Yeah. Not well, I, I love I love my Epiphone anyway. So who cares? No, but um, I have an Epiphone SG that I love, but I've been getting more into Strats. I have a Squire Strat that I've been using for everything lately, and it sounds amazing. Strats are cool. Is that what you got? Chase, uh, I have two strats, but neither of them work anymore because they were old and bought for cheap. My main guitar is uh, a Schecter Omen Eight. Uh, An eight string for most things. Yeah. Dang man, not messing around. Interesting. Yeah, Schecters, huh? I've Schecter. I've always heard like the war between Schecter and Jackson. So you prefer that Schecter? Um, I, don't, I guess I think. I just I have the Schecter because it was available at the pawn shop. Uh-huh. I haven't had like the money to like try out a bunch of brands, you know. Yeah. So I thought of another question. Okay. Okay. When you're starting to produce, how much of the song is like already written? Do you start from like a simple melody and build it from there, or do you start with the do you start at the beginning and whatever you feel like throwing in, you throw in, and like, how much of that you do you know you're going to do going in? Um, it I guess it all just 
it varies between the songs. Sometimes I'll have like a few ground ideas that I know I want to incorporate before I start producing. Sometimes I'll like, I'll have a melody in my head and then I'll like, I'll come home from school and, you know, put it down and then make something out of it. But that's good. I'd say most of the time it just comes from messing around on something and then accidentally figuring something out. That's actually my approach to a lot of music. It's just like, ah, the song just sounds kind of okay. And I'll accidentally come up with something cool just messing around like, oh, nope, there's the song. <laughs> that's that's what's going to work. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time, man. I've been really into with some of my newer music. I've just been getting like a simple like uh, square wave synth and putting it on like a, uh, a 316th delay. It's just like, you know, using a uh, really heavy one. Yes. And when you, only, you only press a few notes and it just makes it feel like it's fluttering and like there's a uh-huh. bunch of notes playing when really there isn't. And it sounds great. It's on like everything. Delay. Yeah, it's dude, so it's great. magic, man. It's, oh man, it's magic. It's the best one. Yeah. When you're putting in like orchestral parts, do you like know what patch you're going to use from the start or do you like put down some notes and cycle through a bunch of different patches or a bunch of different instruments? Um, I usually, I like, I make the sound first and then I write a melody with it and then... Once I have the mm. melody, if I don't like the sound, I'll change it up. So I usually, I just like, I drag in one of the sound banks and then I come up with something. I'm like, oh, if that doesn't fit the the bank I'm using, then I'll switch it after I have everything written down. Yeah. So you'd rather change stuff before putting in the notes. That's what you're saying? It, it depends. Uh, sometimes it's after, sometimes it's before. Okay. Uh, I think like with synths, usually I come up with a sound and then write something. But with other stuff, it's usually I write something and then I have the sound for it once I've written that melody. All right. Well, anybody else got something? So I'm about out of questions. If we don't have any other questions, then I guess that'll do it for this episode. I guess like if you want to like ask about any specific songs that you liked, I can answer some questions. Do you like like is there any like real pop songs and I'm I'm thinking like Katy Perry style like pop songs that you'd like like to throw on the playlist or something? Uh pop songs that I listen to? Yeah. Like mainstream stuff? Uh yep. I'm not I mean super like Fireflies technically counts, but let's yeah. not let's not include that. I would say that I'm not really into mainstream stuff that much, but I don't like to like create boundaries between categories of music. Like if I just if I mm-hmm. like something, then I like it, and it doesn't matter what genre it is or who it's by or anything. Okay, that's fair. Do you like um? Do you like hit or miss the TikTok song, <laughs> like the full song? Dude, it slaps. It does. I'm glad someone <laughs> agrees with me. I listened to it earlier. I'm like, this is not bad. <laughs> Although they 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 have this stupid cheesy sound effect that. I don't think is in tune with the song and it sounds terrible and they play it twice in the yeah. song. It sounds like like a top 10 YouTuber would put it in their in their video. I can't describe the sound effect. It's like Bleep! But you know what, man? You know what, man? We're rolling, we're going and we're keeping on moving. I'm rolling and I'm going. You're just you're making conflict everywhere you go. Your profile picture's stupid. So's yours. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Hey, I muted Coker, so if he says anything to me, just let me know. This podcast is becoming very passive-aggressive. Well, with that... I wouldn't say it's passive. Okay, you you didn't mute him. I unmuted him because I felt bad. With that, 
Well, with that, uh, I think we better we better cut this episode short before Jacob and Coker just absolutely destroy each other. <laughs> uh, Chase will be here in the next episode, but I don't think Coker will be if you catch my drift. Will I be here? Yes. Well, you'll be and here more ha- than Coker. I don't, no. I don't have a choice in that. I'm just here. Well, n- <laughs> I yeah. Just, I will be here no matter what. I'll just be yes. Here. Coker okay. won't be here though. You know what I so mean. So how about how about Mike O'Donnell? Austin released a new album. Never heard no. of him. Okay. Mike O'Donnell, the other guy, the other composer for Thomas and Friends. Oh, I thought you said somebody. I thought you said Mike O'Donnell. No, Mike O'Donnell. Michael Donald. Mike, but, yeah, o. Mike, Mike O. Mike O'Donnell. Mike O. Okay, yeah. so what what kind of album? It's a bunch of it's re-recordings of uh, Thomas themes. With like new inch with just like I think it's like logic instruments like pre you know virtual stuff. Hold on. I'll I'll find out which ones he did. Hold it real quick. Uh going on his Twitter. Let's see. He's still holding that. Okay. Email. Found it, found it. Okay. He did Thomas's theme. He did ducks. To the Troublesome Trucks, he did Edward, Terrence, Gordon, Percy, Stepney, uh, Bill and Ben, Harvey, and he did, and there's a song that he did back in the 70s that never got released called Polynesian Parakeet that's also on his, on his iTunes now. Hmm. So, you know, Johnny Morris did the, he did the narrations for a lot of the Railway Series books. I didn't realize it, but sometime a couple like sometime they've actually released those recordings on iTunes and stuff. So if you want to hear like the old railway series stories without having to pay all for the books, you just gotta go on Spotify or whatever and listen to them. When I was kind of young, when we would go to the library, sometimes we would check out like the big collection of railway series stories. Oh, dude, which I had want like that one every so single bad. one. Yeah, no, I didn't realize that they actually the first twenty six were the only one. Like Wilbert Audrey only did the first twenty six. Yeah, and then, the, then Christopher the, twenty seven onwards were all done by Christopher. Yeah. Hey Chase, do you like Thomas and Friends? Yeah, do you? Or if you don't, we'll have to kick you out. <laughs> I don't have an opinion on that. Okay. It's because he's normal. Like no normal person likes Thomas and Friends. You guys are ridiculous. Thomas is bad. Thomas music isn't music. It's boop 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 beep boop beep boop. Dude, what do you think your music is? Your music boop 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 boop. Santa Fe. Boop 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 Los Angeles. I love how he only has one song on me. He has one song, and he he pretends it's my entire discography. We can cut the podcast here. It's over. Bye. <laughs> Are we ready to say goodbye? Thank you guys for watching this crazy episode. <laughs> Chase's links will be in the description. Thanks. Anyway, say goodbye. No. Bye. Coke, I hate this podcast. I will not be back next episode. Bye.